Welcome, Padawans, to the Wannabe Jedi Podcast. My name is Josh. And I'm Matt. And today we are talking about Palpatine, Emperor Palpatine, Darth Sidious, or our Sheep. favorite, <laughs> Sheev, or our favorite, Palprotein. So Matt, uh, no, no, there's, there's one more, there's one more, there's one more. Okay. Palps. 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 Yes, Palps is, Palps is definitely, whenever we were playing Battlefront, we always say, yeah, I'm playing Palps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's for the new one. The old one we disabled intentionally. Heroes. Yes, yeah. intentionally. There's a couple of overpowered ones. We we avoid those. Yeah. Luke on the Death Star. Luke. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Ayla Secura. <laughs> or Maul. All, both of those just too strong. And people actually are upset that we aren't allowed to use it. Mm-hmm. But then when you actually see it in context, it, it's very clear why. It, it's just too strong. True. It's too strong. Especially because don't you maintain your health if you kill someone yes in the so if you're not playing heroes as villains in the game mode on tatooine yeah you have to kill people to maintain your status of being alive that like yeah little but it's bar. almost like isn't it like a, a life steal so that when you kill you regain it slightly if i, slightly. If I remember correctly yeah you have to keep on going after the other mm-hmm. team people yeah that's too strong yeah that's too strong so that that's our reason for not using uh heroes yes but that's not why you're here today. Well, maybe it is why you're here today. I don't really know. But for us, we're here to talk about Palpatine. So, Josh, are you ready? Yes, I am very ready. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Do it now. <laughs> so the very first thing I have is that Sheev, Mr. Palps, is born in 84 BBY on Naboo. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find who his parents were. They said that they were born to wealthy politicians or influential family in Naboo, but no one knew who his parents were. Mm -hmm. Like Palpatine had no family to speak of, which is kind of mysterious. Like who taught him from age zero to like 18 on how to live? His master, Darth Plagueis the Wise. (laughs) You're not wrong, but it's very weird. If he was born to an influential family, like, wouldn't they, like, wouldn't the people of Naboo know who that family is? So it's very weird. I I guess it makes sense that you didn't want to have him be born to people and then, like, make him, humanize him a little bit. Mm -hmm. You wanted him to be this dark Sith Lord, so you wanted his past to be kind of mysterious. So I, I get it. Yeah. So in the novel Darth Plagueis, it does depict how Darth Plagueis meets Palpatine and then how they begin their forever altering of the Star Wars universe course. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that's canon anymore. It is not. But and I'll get to this later. That is something that I want to discuss is ways to make Palpatine's past canon and what can be done, what you would like to see. So I'm going to toss that teaser out there and it'll be a little bit later in the show. Yeah. So when Sheev actually became of age to start his politics career, his master, who is Plagueis in the novel, was part of the banking clan and had severe financial backing. He was raised to the position of senator for the Galactic Republic, and obviously we saw that him being raised as senator was part of the plan to then get him raised to chancellor or supreme chancellor. So it's very it's very interesting. Yeah, definitely... Uh... Interesting. I mean, as we see him in episode one, I mean, he is growing to become the Supreme Chancellor. We see, I mean, he's already has some kind of liking to Anakin by the end of the film. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wasn't he like, I'm going to watch your career with much like, I forget the exact quote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
That's very interesting. Isn't that like a first alarming sound off, wouldn't you think? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean... <laughs> why, why, why do you want to... Like, it's kind of creepy. This is just a kid. I mean, granted, you think about it, and it's like he knows that he's the chosen one. Mm-hmm. He's been doing, like, constructing this in the shadows for years. He is the Phantom Menace. It is not Jar Jar. Whoever out there thinks that, you're wrong. It is not Jar Jar. <laughs> I believe it's Sheev. Ricky, yeah. who was on the show for the Darth Maul episode, he suggested that it was Maul. I still stand by. I think it was Sheev. Yeah. But it is very interesting to discuss about how he's had that in place. And I believe he said that in front of Obi-Wan and Windu. Yeah. And I, I, think Yo- I think maybe Yoda was there. Yeah. Like, you're telling me that those people... Yoda has big ears. Yeah. <laughs> he can pick up sound. Like, that's the design of big ears, is to pick up sound easier. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me that in all of this, no one was like, whoa, um, dude, that's kind of creepy. Let's talk about this. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. Very weird. Definitely. So there's a comic out there that shows Palpatine manipulating the force and had like Shmi in the comics and like showed kind of the creation of Anakin but it was confirmed after episode 9 that that comic was depiction of the imagery was showing like so people thought that I I even thought that she manipulated the force and then was kind of like the father figure to Anakin in this case the author and the the illustrator of the comic came back and said, hey, no, that's not what we were trying to get at. It's not the Palpatines and the Skywalkers are related and everything's like a whole family kind of deal. It's he, I think it was just trying to show that Palpatine was a powerful being. I'm not sure. A lot of people were, I was even one of them, I got to be honest, where I believe that Palpatine was the father figure of i mean he in a, in a ways he was a father figure to anakin but uh, the actual father by manipulating the force in shmi and that is a very good thing to discuss because that brings us to our first listener question and this is from liz they said is palpatine the father of anakin and i have to say yes in regard to manipulating the force i don't think that there's any canon proving it but that has been the suggestion for years. And I kind of like that storyline that he basically bred Anakin for and groomed Anakin then after for galactic conquest. Yeah. Anakin was still conceived by the force in mm-hmm. some way. It's still canon that he didn't have a father. Like it's not say yes. we're not saying that Palpatine is the father. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, he he was the father figure even. I mean, in some aspects, Obi-Wan was a father figure, but was like a friend and a brother I mean, as Obi-Wan says, you were a brother, Anakin. I loved you. (laughs) The only other father figure, which I guess we can bring up now, that we saw in the films and TV show for Anakin Mm -hmm. was Qui-Gon. Yeah. And and that obviously did not go according to plan. No, and and that's what Dave Filoni said. Oh, the beautiful speech. Yeah, he said that if Qui-Gon lived, the whole story of Star Wars would have changed and People even said, I think there's an article, there's a couple articles I read, there's a lot of Qui-Gon Jinn news coming about, and some say, say that he like killed, he allowed Maul to kill him, and that doesn't make much sense because I know he wanted to train Anakin, and he believed he was the chosen one. Yeah, I, I don't believe that. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't believe that either, but there's another one where it's saying that Qui-Gon was the only one that could beat Palpatine's plan. Do you believe that, ooh, Matt? I think so. I actually do. 
I actually never heard that until this very instant. That really, as I'm as I'm thinking, yeah, <laughs> as I'm thinking through this, I do think because it was contingent on Anakin turning to the dark side. That was the entire contingency. Yeah, and I think Qui Gon was that barrier. Mm-hmm. So I I do believe that actually. Yeah, and actually, let's think about it. If Qui Gon didn't die, would Count Dooku really switch over to? the dark side and become the Sith during the Clone Wars? My gosh, we're... We, Josh, we're going down the alternate parallel. Uh, I'm no, sorry, what? No, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm Xing this out. You can't see it, but I'm Xing this out. Okay, we'll bring it up during a, um, a Count Dooku episode. Yeah. I, I I have no idea that answer. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I don't, I don't have that answer. I mean, Liam Neeson's is definitely a important figure within Star Wars. I mean, a lot of people yeah. knock on episode one, and we'll, we'll get to our rankings later in our 25th episode, but mm-hmm. definitely Qui-Gon, Maul, and I guess the beginning of Obi-Wan are like one of the best couple stuff, that, at least in my book, that come from episode one. So Yeah, true. I mean, we don't get to really see a lot of Palpatine other than No, you politics. don't, but like, <laughs> which is interesting. So that does bring up a, a way that I like to view the episode one through three, I like to view it as Palpatine's rise to power. Mm-hmm. When you look and watch the film through the eyes of Palpatine and you think about what he would be thinking, I mean, the ability to manipulate the banking clan of, or the uh, Trade Federation, sorry, Newt Gunray, to blockade and then invade and then perfectly make that setup so that way he knew, because he knew how the politics would work, so he knew that... Supreme Chancellor Valorum didn't really have actual political power, and so he was able to take the throne. Then also, he looks like he's in the middle of a crisis because his planet's under attack, and so then they elect him Chancellor, and then from there, he can put into motion ways to retain that power and expand it. And so when you look at it from Palpatine's eyes, I think that it makes the movies much more coherent and stronger as films. Yeah. I mean, granted, the the big part is Anakin's fall to the dark side, but mm-hmm. I like to view it in Palpatine's manipulation and rise to power. I mean, the whole Star Wars, I guess, Skywalker saga is not only focused on Anakin, Luke, and Rey. That that brings up a good point. That brings up a good point real fast. Yeah. I accept that Rey goes by Skywalker. I accept that. I just don't like that storyline as much. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about it because we're going to get to that. Yeah. I think it does come up later on in the show. But I, I do want to highlight that she is a Skywalker. She is canonically a Skywalker. Yeah. And it also focuses on Palpatine. I mean, episode eight, your your favorite, The Last Jedi, did not really have aspects. And, and nor did seven, The Force Awakens, have aspects of Palpatine. But I guess... In nine, since they had Snoke was Palpatine all along, that was <laughs> that was uh, I guess the uh, I guess it was Palpatine throughout everything. And that brings up our next listener question from Cameron: How do you feel about Palpatine coming back? How does it affect Anakin's storyline and sacrifice? I like it from certain standpoints, and then I dislike certain it point from, of view. Yeah, from a certain point of view, I like it where. It was, you know, Ian McDermott, great guy, portrays Palpatine in an amazing way, amazing voice acting for from yep. him. Um, he does an awesome job. Also, wait, wait, before we before we fully dive into it, can we talk about him at Star Wars Celebration Chicago 
last year. Yeah. Roll it again. <laughs> oh, I, it didn't matter. I mean, granted, at the time, no one knew what Nine was going to become. Mm-hmm. But that spark in the fandom was just phenomenal. Regardless with how you felt Nine did, we can all agree that hearing him say that sent chills down my spine. It felt like Palpatine was in real life. I think I was, was I student teaching at that point and I had it on? I don't remember. It was either at home, but I digress. It, you, so, were, you were definitely a student teaching at that point. Yeah, yes. yeah. But yeah, so I, I like Ian McDermott. I'm happy they got to portray him one last time as Palpatine, at least, you know, as we see. Uh, Matt, you're going to agree with me. We've talked about this off air. I think Nine was a little bit more fan servicey for bringing back Palpatine. You know, I would personally, I would like to see Snoke as an independent figure, but I mean, they killed him off in the the Last Jedi, and I just did they really kill him though? They didn't. Re- I mean, he was a clone. He, only, he got caught. He got cut in half. I mean, there's a chance. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I guess even Palpatine was a clone in Episode in nine. nine, and yeah. I guess Ray's father was a clone of Palpatine. So it really got messy, at least in my point of view. It got messy. It it got messy. I agree with that. For me, Seven was the Force Awakening. You could argue that you didn't necessarily need to put Palpatine in Seven. But if you were going to put him in Nine and make him the shadowy figure that was behind it all, I think you needed to hint at that in Eight. Instead, there was no hint of that. Instead, it felt like there's just a void in power and then there's going to be a power struggle between Donald Gleason's character, General Hux, and Kylo Ren. And then you could argue Captain Phasma, which is something I highlighted. I would have liked that triumvirate feel. Yeah. You had that void and set up for that power struggle. You had the hope with the kid. You could argue that this is there's, there's still hope in the world. But because of the backlash that it got from multiple loud fans... Ricky, I'm looking at you because you were pretty pretty loud on our show earlier about that, which I disagree with because I, I really do like 8 a lot. It was way different than most. But because there wasn't a setup there, 9 just felt, oh, all of a sudden Palpatine's back. Yeah. And it, it just is a weird vibe yeah. to have it be where he's nowhere around to being the guy who's behind it all. And granted, it was a clone, but mm-hmm. it missed the mark for me. It, it felt very fanservice kind of felt uh, a little i've been thinking about it like kind of like maul spider legs but instead it was yeah Pal- when you first seen maul back with the spider legs and you're like what is this yeah. and then you end up loving him later maybe and and time will tell if nine hits the mark for me yeah like many people it took like 10 to 15 years for people to really see the prequels maul prequels as really enjoyable films yeah especially for memes yeah well, memes <laughs> that's gonna come up in our rankings i'm sure yeah (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i I guess that's my feel on it yeah one thing i did want to talk about was that they had that little palpatine voice over in fortnite i don't know i i've never really played fortnite i know you played it when we were living together in the apartment in college yeah you bet it i i was into it not anymore did you play when they had the star wars episode Mm -hmm. nine special stuff i that was that was i was long out of it my wife plays it sometimes with her sister and brother-in-law and so I do know, but I don't I don't recall the voice, but I, I do know that they have the characters in there. They have the cool lightsabers. They had Kylo's lightsaber at point, yeah. um, which is really cool and it's unique. I wish they had it like accessible to not only like the gamers, but to other people as well, because it's the whole crawl in episode nine. It says like the dead speak. Like we don't really know what they, I mean, we can, if you're a Star Wars fan and you know, then you know it's Palpatine. But if you didn't play Fortnite, 
you really don't know the message or what's going with that that line that short phrase in the crawl is yeah the dead speak is um that's what bothers me is it was an off-screen speak yeah could you just imagine that even at the end of eight kylo doesn't destroy luke and then you hear palpatine's voice say come to me or something just at the very end that would have been 100 percent better because we know like you said we need a call back or a call in episode eight to transition to nine at least yes. to make them feel like a fluid trilogy trilogy yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i agree all right i think we've put a lot of emphasis on maybe maybe some of the negatives so yeah i mean it's not after... negatives it's 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 just you know our point of view and it's yeah you could be you love nine i mean our friend ricky if loves you, nine yeah if you love nine i mean reach out to us on twitter or facebook or instagram message us we'll, we'll gladly talk about it with you from um, yeah from my point of view i mean i like aspects of nine i dislike aspects very of nine good aspects of nine yeah. so it's not yeah we're not trying to be negative at all so <laughs> i i agree we will continue this discussion after this short still talking about Sheev, Palps, Palprotein, Palpatine, Darth Sidious. I mean, I can go on with the names and names and names. We need to tell them about the Palprotein story. The Palpro... Oh, yes. Why don't you do that? That's a good transition. Okay. So our friend Carlos, shout out to him. One time, I think we were about to play 2005 Battlefront, and I think we were playing Heroes as Villains or something like that. Or no, we were playing 2015 Battlefront. That is correct. And he was just like... You should become pal protein, <laughs> and we're like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, pal protein." Yeah. And so we we've just been calling Palpatine pal protein, and it just yeah. rolls off the tongue. I think it was also because it was after like I think it was after I was working out and I was drinking a protein shake afterwards because yeah, know, big gains, big gains. Clearly, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I remember. Yeah, you were in your your room in our in sophomore year dorm, and yeah, uh, yeah. I, now that you said that, I recall. But yeah. And I was drinking a protein shake, and he was like, "Yeah, become pal protein." I was like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> "But it's still it's stuck though." Yeah, it it definitely did. Anyway, I guess we should continue our talk on actual Palpatine related stuff, and it's gonna bring up another listener question. This one from Dominique: When was the moment when we thought people should have known that Palpatine was a Sith? We kind of like hinted at it at the start, like, isn't that like a, a clue? But you also have to think that, like, politicians also want to... They invest in people that think that are going to make them stronger as a politician. So are we talking about, like, him being a Sith and portrayed to everybody? Or is it portrayed to just, like, in Episode 3 when he... So do you think that when he revealed himself in Episode 3 that that was when he should... Like, people should have known? Or do you think it should have been sooner? I think it was perfect timing, at least, you know. I think right now as a prequel fan and knowing the story, I think that was a perfect timing. I mean, he was trying to keep it under wraps, especially during the Clone Wars since he played both parts. It, Yeah, and then, I mean, I did like the Clone Wars where he did go against Maul and Savage and was very overpowered in that fight scene. Yeah. But, I mean, he didn't... Nobody saw him other than Maul and 
Savage, and then Savage died at the end, and then Maul got captured and sent off. Maul became Maul. <laughs> yeah, Maul became Maul. But yeah, I think I think from my point of view, I think it was a perfect timing in Episode Three, just because he had that opportunity to accuse the Jedi of treason. And you know, of course, when you watch Episode Three, you're like, oh. Anakin don't, you know, in that fight scene when Mace is reflecting the lightning from Palpatine into back into his face, into his body, and Anakin has the choice of either cutting off Mace Windu's hand or killing Palpatine. And, like, sometimes, you know, you're, you're watching it and you're like, hey, I wonder, if, I hope Anakin doesn't make that choice. But, you know, it's a movie and it's... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. For me, I think it could have been sooner. Really? Um, I, or I think I sh- it should have been sooner. Think about it. People can tell with Sith Holocron that it's clouded with darkness. You can, you can sense that the place is dark for Luke when he's on Dagobah. He can feel that dark energy. How did the Jedi, who were in the same room as Palpatine, not feel that dark energy? Regardless. Regardless of, of the cloud? The yeah, uh, regardless of the clouding. For being a grand master of the Jedi Order, Yoda should have been able to sense it to some degree. Yeah. Even if it was just a faint, hey, I sense darkness in him. Mm-hmm. There didn't seem to be a real indication until he started make, taking up these executive powers during time of war. And then they started investigating. Yeah, and that was from Mace. I mean, in the Clone Wars, we see that he almost, well, his whole plan almost got with the the chips inside the clones' brains, his plan mm-hmm. almost got uncovered by yeah, yeah. by fives. So, rip fives. Why'd you do that? Yeah, rip fives. <laughs> yeah, I I guess that that's where I could have. I feel like there should have been an idea. I mean, unless because of how strong Palpatine was, his like being able to cloud was mm-hmm. just that powerful. I mean, the only person that really had more metachlorians than Palpatine was Anakin. True. So Anakin, he was still young and still, maybe he had, he could sense some stuff. I mean, he was pulling on some of the dark side abilities, you know, like Choke during Clone Wars and some other ones, but yeah. I agree. So that was honestly a great question to discuss because it is something I wanted to bring up. Mm -hmm. It seems that a lot of people are talking about Palpatine prior like all the questions we've pretty much gotten are prior to forming the empire. Mm-hmm. We haven't even touched the empire stuff yet, and, and we're, we're still not going to be able to. There's gonna this is gonna be a long episode, people. I hope you're ready. Yeah. The next question I have lined up is from the Force Losers podcast. The question is, who would win in a lightsaber fight, Palpatine or Dooku? My answer is Palpatine pre Maul and savage fight yeah during that i mean he totally totally wrecked. yeah wrecked i was gonna say yeah was, he wrecked Mollen and savage and i don't i mean he was frail and old by the time he was shriveled and, and yeah and so and, and lightning induced but don't don't get me wrong he was still very powerful i mean not in the non-canon video games like the force unleashed he mm-hmm. was very powerful, so I mean, even in he's still super powerful in all of the battlefronts. Yeah, as the we've battle, yeah, about. the battlefronts. I mean, he once you get your star cards up, he's really OP. So I mean, sometimes they even had glitches or bugs in the game where you can electrocute through a wall. <laughs> uh, I, I don't think that that's intentional. I mean, that'd be insane ability if you could be like, yeah, I'm just gonna shoot lightning through a wall. Yeah. 
But yeah, for for me, I think Palpatine would beat Dooku up until episode three. And I agree too. I mean, that fight with Maul and Savage was just way like when I saw that, I was like, this is probably one of the best battles I've seen in Clone Wars. Just because mm-hmm. we finally get to see Palpatine come out from the shadows. And I mean, he's still technically in the shadows because he's only fighting a former Sith and a apprentice to a former Sith, but definitely that fight scene. We get to see the raw strength. He gets to choke people from afar. I mean, we get to see that he chokes people and over tr- hollow transmissions or anything like that. So definitely yeah. a strong being in the galaxy of Star Wars. I agree. Then that brings it, us up to our final listener question for this podcast. Before we even talk about the Empire, but for me, this is a perfect segue to that. It is from Radio Rebellion. Alberto submitted this question. We appreciate it a lot because this is a great question. What was Palpatine's greatest achievement? And for me, it is completely undoing the Jedi Order. And then being able to rule. And like yeah. from taking control on Empire Day for the first probably what five to ten years, really strong success. And I think that those are his quote-unquote, golden years, his golden (laughs) years, and I think that that's his greatest achievement, is succeeding where so many Sith had failed. True. He practically had galaxy domination for, what, a long time? And even after the first Death Star blew up, he still was ruling. And even after his death in Episode Six, he still had plans, and and we see in the Battlefront storyline, Operation Cinder, he was still manipulating forces still ruling the empire after he died like how many people could do that after they leave person we talked about last week could (laughs) true (laughs) darth revan kid i mean those are i i almost think that those two are basically parallel them and bane are probably the three strongest sith that we've seen maybe maybe i was wrong last week instead of saying revan was would reincarnate into anakin maybe he reincarnated into sheev yeah you never know yeah, that that was a great question, and it does lead us, or leads me into a question that I have for you, Josh. Mm-hmm. Why would the Chancellor want a Death Star? Like realistically, if his goal is to control everything, why would destroying planets help him achieve that? If fear. anything, that makes it. I, f- I mean, yeah, the fear. But there, you can instill fear in other ways. So it, to me, it seemed like a, a gamble to do that. There's fear from occupancy of a planet, like having, let's just say, on Lothal from Rebels. Mm-hmm. You, We had a bunch of Imperials. We had Thrawn. Like, that instilled fear on all the locals. But there's one thing where there's a planet-killing device that can wipe out your planet in a matter of seconds. That's just a totally new level of fear. I guess. Uh, maybe, maybe you know what? I think I know the real answer. Okay. He was actually jealous of Darth Nihilus. <laughs> to eat world? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why can't I learn this force power? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's actually, that's really a good one. Because to me, the stronger thing would have been to get those improved ties from Lothal. Yeah. I think that you should have invested in that simply because any rebellion or resistance could be shut down with those. It's just superior firepower. Yeah, those TIE defenders would be useful to fighting the rebellion. I mean, I think the outcome of the whole original trilogy would have been different if they had that. 
I mean, in the original trilogy, they didn't film it with the TIE Defenders. So, I mean, like, kinetically, they yes. couldn't do it. But realistically, we, we know the answer because we've talked about this. Realistically, they didn't have the technology or just didn't really think of that idea. They thought, what's scary for kids? And yeah. a Death Star that can destroy literally everything. That's pretty scary. And then it's that David versus Goliath story. Mm-hmm. That appears we understand that but we're trying to hypothesize why what his decision behind it is yeah we know from rebels that because governor price destroyed all the fuel on lothal they couldn't continue thrawn's tie defender program yeah. and that's why they went with krennic and his death star but i think no matter what i think the death star i mean if you're the emperor and you're like i want to instill fear and have like this whole monument in space definitely the death star would be that not just a simple fighter yeah which like i said i understand it does instill fear but practicality it didn't make as much sense especially considering they built two of them so they could have done the tie defenders and one i mean realistically you, you have limitless wealth and you are an empire so you can just restrain like you can just force people to do and build these these things so like realistically, he could have had both, but he had to make the choice between one or the other. He does have a lot of money. I mean, we know that from Phasma yes. taking one of the Naboo cruisers that Palpatine had, and she melted it down to become her armor. So he definitely had a lot of money and a lot of resources, but definitely doesn't have unlimited, like an infinite amount. I mean, he was very powerful. Unlimited <laughs> power. <laughs> unlimited <laughs> power. <laughs> <laughs> but Palpatine's just a unique, unique situation. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know what I would have loved to see in Rebels or in the original trilogy? Well, I actually would have loved to have more screen time of Palpatine. Like, granted, we know that he is this almighty Emperor. Sith Lord, Emperor. I kind of would have liked to see, it might sound crazy, but I would have loved to see how he would have appeared to people if he went in public. Like on Empire Day, wouldn't it have been pretty cool to see him marching in the streets and people freaking out, going crazy? Now granted, in the Thrawn series, you do get to see Empire Day and Coruscant, so you do get a glimpse of that, but in terms of movie and tv show i think it would have been really cool to see how he portrays himself mm-hmm. to the public that still probably don't really know that he's a sith lord just that he's kind of this oppressive emperor we see in rebels when he tries to manipulate ezra with yeah. ezra's parents Ezra going back to his parents and we see that he's in his old kind of animation of how he looked prior to getting electrocuting yeah. himself with mace so i think that's what he wants people to see he wants to see that he's like a a normal just emperor senator kind of supreme chancellor so yeah definitely i think he wants to maintain like that he's not this kind of shriveled up person who who is a hard to look at i don't know is is that that (laughs) he he is he's a little hard to look at Uh, you're not wrong there yeah i just he wants to maintain i mean as we know through history that people want to maintain their their legacy and that's what he wanted to do. He wanted to rule, and he wanted to have consistent power, and he wanted to maintain his figure of maybe looking. <laughs> He's watching his weight. <laughs> He's watching his weight. But, I mean, yeah. I agree. What did you think of Palpatine's lightsabers? Because he has unique lightsabers that, like, gold-plated. He has two. I thought they were pretty cool. Even a couple of Star Wars fandoms, like, they try to get, like, replicas of his lightsabers, and it's very hard to find, so... 
I I like them. I'll, I'll still stand by. I like the Ventress lightsabers more. And the curve. Um, but his yeah. I I'm a I'm a dual lightsaber person. Two lightsaber person. Mm-hmm. I think that that's just a lot of fun. So I I do like them, but they're not my favorite, even though they are cool gold plating. Yeah. Now one thing that is really interesting from some of the comics is that you do see Sidious take a lot of interest in the unknown regions of the galaxy. I mean, I guess we could see that from episode nine with Exegol, so. Yes, exactly. So he is also playing off of Thrawn, and obviously we know that Thrawn was one of his senior advisors, I would say, is what Thrawn kind of turned into. So we know that Thrawn always warned about this large threat in the unknown regions, and so I think Palpatine's interest was sparked by that because he is power hungry. He wants to make sure he sees it as a threat. And so those unknown regions will likely result in him potentially losing power, which maybe isn't something he necessarily planned for. So I think it's very interesting. And it's something to talk about that not only was he power hungry during like his life, but even after he didn't want anybody else to have his power. Yeah. Because in Battlefront, he was trying to have like his officers destroy his treasure. I mean, we see like Luke try to get a couple of Palpatine stuff and he ends up getting a compass, which we see in episode nine. And he doesn't want people to gain his power afterwards, after his death. Yeah. Except himself, I guess, from a clone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why would you clone yourself? Josh, would yeah. you clone yourself? I mean, when I'm super busy and I need like an extra set of hands and an extra set of a mind to, to get some work done, just say for an assignment due in the week. Yeah, I'd love a clone. That's so... <laughs> not at all what I meant. <laughs> I meant like... I'm going to clone myself so I can keep living. No matter what, the person who would die, that your clone would be a different person. It's just like a twin. But I'm pretty sure the Palpatine clone has all the memories of Palpatine. Probably. I mean, in the non-canon Legends universe, we see that he did come back as like a younger version or he possessed another person's younger body. And it's actually like the soul of Palpatine. But I, I don't know. Would you clone yourself? I would not. I don't like needles. And that seems like a lots of needles. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely different between like episode 9's portrayal of Palpatine and the EU. I do, I do have a note for the cloning. So he cloned his body, but his soul did transport to that body. So he retained everything. Gotcha. Okay, so and I mean, it would be interesting. I mean, we there's we don't have the technology to do that, but I would say you know just for the fun and you know because science and because I, science I, rules because science rules. Um, I would say sure, why not? Why, why why not clone myself? I yeah, that's that's a negatory for me. I I would not go down that path. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> the final thing that I have is Josh. If you had the opportunity to meet Palpatine when he was Emperor, but you didn't know he was Sith, Mm -hmm. but you knew that he obviously was the Emperor and not really a good guy, would you still, like, go and meet him, or would you, like, avoid it, you know? Like, let's say you were, like, a officer in in the Imperial Army. Okay. And she was like, hey, I got, I got something for you. Would you go, or, like, what would be going through your mind? I mean, if I was an officer, I think I would have to go because that's Imperial Protocol. But yeah. definitely, if I was just like 
a random person on the street of Coruscant and they're like, hey, the emperor wants to see you. Definitely would be very intimidating, no matter what, even if I was an imperial officer or if I was just a random person on the street. Definitely, it's very intimidating. I, yeah. I would probably go see him. I'd probably be very scared, but what about you? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'm with you. I'm with you on that one. I think because I'm required to, I would, but I would be so stressed and anxious during that whole meeting until I yeah. found out what happened. We know that in like comics, after Darth Vader got turned into his robotic suit, and so he even like so Vader tries to like either choke or kind of hurt Palpatine. And mm-hmm. I think he ends up like actually getting a couple hits on Palpatine, but Palpatine ends up like shocking him, shocking Darth Vader till almost death. And that just shows like how much fear and influence, even on Darth Vader, who was yeah. very powerful and was right hand to Palpatine. But yeah, yeah, it just showed how crazy he was. Because he's definitely crazy. There's no, no no doubt about that. Definitely crazy. I agree with that. Josh, that is everything I have on Palpatine. Do you have anything else? Um, I do want to talk about like just the portrayal in Episode 6 with Luke and Vader and eventually him getting thrown down the uh, the chute. Yeah, go for it. You know, my view in Episode 6 with Luke's lightsaber, I mean, we could see Palpatine kind of keeping it on his little armrest. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> but I do like how... Ian McDermott did portray Palpatine during that. And we know that they changed when Darth Vader had like when he was getting orders from Palpatine and they had like the original version of Palpatine and then they kind of CGI'd over it at the mm-hmm. end. So I liked how they kind of wrapped him up to being like, okay, New Hope, we don't get to see Palpatine, but we get to see Darth Vader. We get to see Vader in episode in, in Empire. And then at the end we get to see who's behind everything. Not only yes. was it Vader but it was this person who was the emperor of the whole galaxy. Mm-hmm. And this is who the rebellion was actually trying to fight. And I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was good. And I thought, I mean, we've talked about Vader kind of throwing him over. Was it a redemption for him? But definitely interesting. And, and now I'm thinking about like other portrayals of Palpatine, like Robot Chicken. <laughs> oh <laughs> it my was gosh. just a joke. Go for Palpatine. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, they have the uh, him falling down, and it's like the music playing. And then it's like, oh, yeah. How did yeah. I get to this situation? <laughs> the elevator music that he plays. And then, oh, that's My funny. lord. <laughs> my lord. <laughs> that's good. But definitely. I, I have a, a Lego figure of Palpatine, which is pretty I was about cool. to say, how do you rank Palpatine? Do you like him? Or or how how is that ranking for you? I like him. A go-to character for me to play him in Battlefront as well as... I mean, not so much Battlefront 2005 because he's really slow. I think, yeah, I think for villains, he's up there for me just because he was the mastermind behind the whole trilogy and TV shows and everything. Like, we're looking at the bigger picture. We see Palpatine's yeah. face right there. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. What about you? For me, he is the number one bad guy in all of Star Wars. He plays it really well. Very intelligent character and designed that way. Very much like a chess player. Yeah. So I, I enjoy him. Favorite villain. Ah, is he my favorite villain? I don't know if I'll go as far as saying he's my favorite villain. But, but he's he up there. is. He's up there. He's probably the best villain because obviously he's the worst villain. He's, he's basically the entire villain across... When you think of the whole galaxy, he is the villain, mm-hmm. but maybe not my favorite. Yeah, so I, I I agree. I think he's top three, at least for me, for villains. 
So, next week, who are we talking about? We are discussing Captain, Commander, all of the above, Rex. <laughs> We're going to be discussing the famous clone and just everything about him. I really like him. Josh, I, I know you are a big fan of Rex, too. Yeah. I mean, granted, we're a fan of pretty much every single character. Let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> after that, we will be concluding our season one in a few episodes after the Rex. On our 25th episode, we are going to do our favorites episode, where we're going to be talking about a bunch of our favorites from the season, our movie list that Josh hinted at, as well as just some other favorites, like favorite ship and, and stuff like that. And then we're going to be taking a little bit of a hiatus, a few weeks to allow us to record because we're going to be very busy this fall. So we want to make sure that we can keep giving you guys all the great content. So we want to get ahead on things, basically. Yep. So don't be sad because we will still be active on social medias. You'll be able to still remain in contact with us and also allow you to catch up on some of the episodes if you haven't listened to all of them. I highly recommend you listen to them. I mean, it is our podcast. So, I mean kind of want you to listen to him. <laughs> yeah, so on social media, we'll be asking some questions for our season two characters. We, we've started coming up with a list of characters. Yes. And we'll, we'll post some stuff. So you'll still be involved. Don't worry. You don't. You have nothing to fear. We also will probably do a few live streams on Twitch to just to keep you guys with some content going. It'll be on my Twitch. And we'll, and we'll drop some of the information down on our social medias when, when we do that. Yeah, and uh, I pre-ordered... Star Wars Squadrons today. I can't believe you did that. I I will not pre-order that game until like the day before to load it up early. But anyhow, like we've highlighted, check us out on social media. Our Twitter is at wannabe Jedi Cast. Our Instagram and Facebook are at wannabe Jedi Podcast. And then finally, our website, wannabe Jedi Podcast.com. There are really cool things that are going to be coming soon to that website. Ooh, spoilers. <laughs> and you'll find out about that on our 25th special. And it'll probably be what we have coming. will hopefully, fingers crossed, be live for the 25th special. So Woo. just going to tease you guys a little bit there. Just going to do a little tease. Anyhow, we'll see you guys all next week for Rex. Take care, everyone. May the force be with you all. Do it. That's a wrap. <laughs>